Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. This episode is sponsored by Psychic Text Readers. They offer psychics that are genuine and honest. PsychicTextReaders.com Well, hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. Today I will be interviewing Nancy Hartwell. Nancy uh, became interested in human trafficking when a friend disappeared and it was rumored that she had been sold to a sultan in Libya. She is the author of a trilogy about victims of the 21st uh, century slave trade. You can check her out on her website, nancyhartwell.com, and uh, let's get right to it because this is something that I feel every uh, parent needs to hear and needs to inform their children of um, so that they can um, stop this, so we can stop this, or at least make people aware. So without further ado, welcome Nancy to the show. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. So please uh, tell us your story and how you um, started informing people of, of the topic of human trafficking. Yeah, well, a lot of people are surprised that we're still talking about it, but it's actually after um, illegal drugs, human trafficking is the, the, most, the, the biggest illicit business on the planet. Um, estimates are that it brings in about $2.5 billion a year. Wow. Uh, so it's still a big issue with us. Um, mm-hmm. I had a friend who disappeared. They found okay. her bicycle next to the road, and nobody has heard or seen her since. And, and several weeks later, we heard rumors that were probably accurate that she had been sold into the harem of a sultan. And that really spooked me because 40 years ago, I wasn't too bad looking myself. And I kept thinking, holy Toledo, that could have been me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I started collecting stories. And so here, you know, 40 years later, um, these stories have come out in a series of books based on true stories that are really chilling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, it's I think a lot of us, you know, don't really give any weight to it. Um just like other things that we need to be aware of unless it does happen to us or to somebody close to us, right? Right. Well, parents really need to talk to their children about this because predators are everywhere. Even mm-hmm. on the the online games, you know, mm-hmm. Some 40-year-old guy could pretend to be another 11-year-old and and he's, you know, playing games and then suddenly he says, oh, Susie, can you send me a picture without any clothes on? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's probably not another 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And, you know, I think it happens um, more than you think, especially, you know, when you bring up that with games and apps, different apps that are out there where people are interacting. 
um, with other people. I know in my own family it happened to my niece and her friend. And, you know, these kids are young and they're naive and they don't, you know, if they're not informed as well, um, they kind of, they don't get it. Like they just don't know. So they do it because for whatever reason, you know, these people kind of know how to manipulate, don't they? Absolutely. And they also have really sneaky ways to get around don't talk to strangers. Mm, yeah. They use a puppy. Oh, my puppy is is lost in those woods over there. Can you help me look for my puppy? Right. Well, you know, a six-year-old isn't thinking, wait a minute, I don't know this guy. He's a stranger. Mm-hmm. He's worried about the puppy, okay? Yeah. There was, yeah. There was a thing on on YouTube where there was a guy who took a dog and went to a playground and he asked the parents, can I try to lure your child to come with me? And the Mm -hmm. parents said, sure, but it's not going to work. Well, Mm -hmm. guess what? Eight out of eight kids left with him. These were like seven and eight year olds skipping along beside him, holding his hand, it's not how we picture a kidnapping, but it very well could have been. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. And that's, it's scary to really think about that. It's, it's really scary. And if we don't talk to our kids about this, we're putting them at risk. We mm-hmm. tell our kids, don't put your hand on a hot stove. We tell our kids, don't cross the street without looking both ways because we don't want them to be in danger. Well, yeah. guess what? There are predators out there looking for for little kids and, and, you know, teenage girls. And um, if we don't talk to our kids about this crime, we're putting them at risk. Yeah. And what do you think, why do you think a lot of parents don't talk to their kids about, about these things? Well, for one thing, a lot of parents don't think that this is a serious issue anymore. And for another, parents just don't like to talk about this issue. Um, But you need to, and you need to be as graphic as possible. These are mean people that are going to do mean things to you, and they won't let you get away, and you'll cry, and nobody will be able to come and help you. Maybe they're going to burn you with cigarette butts and and do terrible things to you, and and you won't be able to do anything about it. we need to be as graphic as we as we dare. Um, yeah. And I'd like to make a suggestion also. Mm-hmm. Parents should have a family password. Sometimes what happens, a pedophile will go to an elementary school when it's letting out, and mm-hmm. he'll find a child with some kind of personalized, you know, a book bag or a baseball cap or something, He'll say, oh, look, um, Joey, your mom couldn't make it to pick pick you up here today, so she sent me. Mm -hmm. Well, if Joey asks him, what's the password, and he doesn't know the password, Joey leaves, knows that he should never leave with him. It's a very simple but very effective technique. It is, yeah. That's actually, uh, thank you, because I, I have never heard of it, and I think it's, I think that would be perfect. I know I'm very, uh, I have a four and a half year old, and um, 
you know, I'm very funny about things like that. You know, I tell him all the time, nobody is to touch your private parts. That is not acceptable. It doesn't matter who it is. Even if it's your auntie or your uncle, they're not allowed to do that. And if they do do that, if they do do that, then you tell mommy right away. Right. If it's covered by a bathing suit, you shouldn't touch it. Nobody else should touch there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I know some parents will argue with me and, and they say, well, why would you, you know, why would you bring that up to a child? They don't know any different. And I'm like, that's exactly why. <laughs> they right, don't know right, right, right. And um, sometimes the predators will work in pairs. For example, a girl is on a bus. A guy sits down next to her and starts groping her. She gets mad. He gropes her again. And then this hero comes over, grabs a guy, pushes him into another seat. Then he sits down next to her. Mm -hmm. Have you ever told your kid not to talk to heroes? Mm. Yeah. You see, they will create a problem and then heroically solve it. They're just trying to break the stranger barrier. Yeah, the manipulation. With a a puppy or, or, you know, a flat tire in the parking lot that, that he made, then he'll then he'll offer to fix it, and while he's fixing it, of course, you chat. Yeah. Huh? yeah. And, and he can extract all kinds of information. I mean, these guys are pros. Um, yeah. They will also put ads on websites where they know young people like to, like to browse and offering incredibly fantastic opportunities, like, like a, a hot modeling job or a part in a movie or participating in a hot new band. Mm-hmm. And and then when the girl shows up for the, quote, interview, unquote, mm-hmm. um, she'll see movie posters everywhere. I mean, they, they go to great lengths to make the place look authentic. He'll pretend to be on the phone um, where he he's, looks like he's, he's recasting a, a major Hollywood film. Um, and then he'll ask her a question. It's a double-barreled question. It is. Can, do you have time to sit down for us to chat for a few minutes, or is somebody waiting for you? Mm. Now, she hears the first part. Oh, goody, he wants to talk to me. He's taking me seriously. Mm-hmm. What he's really asking is, have you come alone and unprotected? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if she says, well, my dad, the karate instructor, says he'll be back in 10 minutes, she will not get, quote, the job, unquote, and she'll go home to her family. If she says, oh, no, that's okay, nobody's waiting, he'll sit down and and talk with her for 10 minutes or so, get her so excited she's ready to wet her pants. And then he'll say, Mm -hmm. "Um, let me show you the the studio. So he Mm -hmm. opens the door, it's a closet, dumps her in, locks the door, then he calls the, the broker, probably associated with the Russian mafia. They're the ones who control this criminal industry to a large extent. And in a few hours, she's drugged and, and in a, a crate, marked some kind of industrial equipment on her way to a brothel in the, in the Persian Gulf. Wow. Isn't that, yeah. it's, just, it's like something out of a movie, but it's actually true. Like it's real life and this stuff does really happen. Yes. Well, a few years ago, there was a movie taken 
Now, of course, Hollywood had to do its, its thing with it, but the basis of that film with Liam Neeson was very accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with the spotter who at the airport who identified a potential victim and then found out where she was staying and then brought back other guys to kidnap him. I mean, yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. it, that's, that's another technique. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, is like you said before, the, these people are predators. This is what they do for a living. So this is their expertise is to manipulate and to, you know, like you said, take that stranger thing away. You can trust me. You know, they're good at that. And right, and runaways yeah. are also at extremely high risk. These guys can spot runaways at 50 paces, and yeah. they know all the right buttons to push mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, somewhere safe to stay, a hot meal. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. they, they know how to do that. And because yeah. they, <laughs> this is, like you say, this is what they do. They're professionals. And, yeah. um so if you know a kid who's even thinking about running away from home, please, please, please help them find some other solution because home may be hell, but they haven't experienced hell until they've been on the streets. Yeah, well, that's just it. And, you know, a lot of these kids, I, I find especially nowadays, you know, um, the generation is a lot different. And at the drop of a hat, they'll run away from home because mom took their phone away. <laughs> You know, right, right, right. They think they have a tough life, but it's it's way tougher on the outside once you're. And I think a lot of them realize that. You know, once they get away from home and hell, like you said, it's not so bad as what it seems. (laughs) Right, right, right. There definitely are predators everywhere, and you know, even in other areas too. My next question for you is. Um, can you, for our listeners, describe some of of the things that that these um, young people are are being used for? Okay, well, um, labor slavery is actually much more prevalent than sex slavery. Um, for example, the the facilities for the World Cup, the soccer championship that mm-hmm. are going to be held in Qatar on the Persian Gulf in 2022. These mm-hmm. facilities are being built by slave labor. They go to poor countries like Somalia, Nepal, and recruit young guys and promise them fantastic jobs with, with great benefits and everything. And the guys sign what looks to be like a legitimate labor contract then they get there, and guess what? They take their travel documents away. They keep them under lock and key, make them work 18-hour days under 130-degree heat. Conditions yeah. have been so bad that they have been averaging more than a death a day. Wow. And nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, um, the fishing industry in, in, in Southeast Asia it depends about 80% on slave labor. And if the the guys don't perform up to par, they just dump them overboard. Um, and and it, it exists also in this country. A lot of um, the the people who cross the the border from Mexico, they're taken by these so-called coyotes, who are supposedly supposed to guide them through the Arizona desert 
to a safe place. And half the time, these guys take them to a, 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 a labor camp where they're forced to do agricultural work, um, sunrise to sunset, with no pay, and they're completely isolated. They don't have any idea where to go, even if they could run away. Yeah. There are also um, some real organized um, slavery rings in massage parlors and um, nail salons. These are largely controlled by Chinese and Vietnamese. And the girls sleep in the, the basement, then they come up and work all day. Then they go back downstairs and sleep in the basement. Um, wow. If they start to learn English or if they start to make friends with clients, they're immediately transferred somewhere else. Right. Um, would you believe Canton, Ohio? This was such a serious problem in Canton, Ohio, that the police, when they would raid one of these places, would actually take a Mandarin interpreter with them because the girls had been programmed to be scared to death of anybody in a uniform. And right. so the interpreter could explain, no, 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 these guys are here to help you, not to make your life even more miserable. Right, right. Well, I think that would, you know, they would have the fear of God into them because that's what these predators do. Because that's they don't right. want them talking, they don't want them getting away, and, you know, they want to keep doing what they're doing, making money off of them, I guess, is the ultimate price that they, or the prize that they win. Right. I just, I can't even fathom the fact that people could do such a thing, but <laughs> sadly, this is the world we live in, right? Yep, I'm afraid. So the State Department, by the way, which is not known for making wild guesses, mm-hmm. estimates that there are more than 30 million people worldwide who are living in slavery or in slavery-like conditions and that's more than has ever been in the human history. Yeah. You'd think that we were beyond that by now, but no, it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the, you know, the internet and technology definitely um, doesn't help it either because it's so much easier, right? Right, right. Well, that reminds me, parents, please monitor your kids' social media sites. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you, and if you do it with them rather than behind their backs, you're, it's a lot less likely to set off World War III. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can point out pictures that never in a million years should have been posted on the Internet or sites that have a lot of red flags. Mm-hmm. And you can even explain, look, you understand this, but you have a really naive friend. You should make sure that well, let's call her Melissa, that Melissa um, knows about this because she would be likely to fall into this trap. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. And I think the other thing, too, um, that I've learned is apps, certain apps, even if, you know, they seem legit, they seem harmless, when your kids are asking for them, check them out first. Like, spend yes. time on them. <laughs> spend time yes. on them. Don't just look at it and say, okay, it's good you know, spend some time on it, create an account and be somebody on that app. Um, there's one in particular, it's called musically.ie or something like that. It's a music app where kids and people um, sing. 
And that's where my niece was lured off of. And I can tell you that when you actually open the app and look at it, which I did, because when I heard about it, I was just, I was fuming. I was like, what? (laughs) Um, And when I opened it, I went on to one, there was a little girl, she was maybe eight years old. And in the chat, um, there was people saying, take your shirt off, do this, message me, this is my email. And I, I put in there, I'm like, don't you do any of that, <laughs> get off. This. Right, <laughs> right, right. But, and she kept saying, she's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then she would go, well, maybe later. And I'm just, uh-huh. like, <gasps> like, I'm just gasping. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. And that brings up another point, too. Girls, please um no matter how much he convinces you that he loves you, do not send a picture of yourself that you would not like to see on the front page of a newspaper. Mm-hmm. When you're 15, it might just seem like a little bit of naughty fun. Mm-hmm. But 20 years from now, when you want to run for mayor, he'll yeah. still have that picture. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and he will blackmail you with it. Or, and meanwhile, he'll he'd send it to 20 friends, you know. Um, so, so don't ever, ever, ever send a picture of yourself that you would not like to see on the front page of a newspaper. Never, yeah. never, never. Yeah, no matter what they promise or what they say. And I think with right. the internet, like, it doesn't ever go away. Once it's on there, it's on there. So Right, you know, right. Gonna... Somebody misspelled my name on an account one time, and 20 years later, I'm still getting mail with that same misspelling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So, Nancy, please tell us how our listeners can um, get in contact with you if they're looking for a little more information about this subject. Um, yes, um, I have a website, nancyhartwell.com, and there's even a five-part course on human trafficking and the and modern-day slavery. By the way, there's a picture of a maid in Saudi Arabia who served coffee late one morning, and so they poured boiling water all over her. Oh, wow. These people do not lead pleasant lives. Mm -hmm. Um, um, And also, I have three books on the topic, um, two of which have won awards. Um, Mm -hmm. The flagship book in my human trafficking series is called Harem Slave. It has been translated into French, German and Spanish, and it's available on Amazon. And then there's a sequel called Prince Ibrahim's Favorite and mm-hmm. a companion volume called Voices from the Harem. These are very good reads, and they are all based on these hundreds of true stories that I collected over more than 40 years. Wow. Well, that's awesome. I definitely appreciate your time uh, with us today informing parents and, and everyone listening um, about this this subject because I I do think that it needs to be put out there and I I just appreciate that you're doing that. Well, thank you so much for helping me get the word out. Maybe maybe we saved a kid today. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, that's, that's all that keeps me going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can help or save one person, that's that's all that matters. One person that's per episode, all. we're good to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate uh, help, you're helping me expand people's knowledge about this topic.